Hey friends, welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren, and I'm so glad you're here. I've missed y'all. I took a week off last Friday, and I'm ready to get back in the swing of things. School is around the corner. If you're new here, each week I get to chat with a friend who has a story to tell, a dream she's pursuing, or a passion to share with you. Some friends I know in real life, and some I'm just now meeting over Skype. But whether it's an old friend or a new friend, I love what they're doing. I love their message. We all have a story, and I want to share my friend's story with you. This is episode 52, and my guest is Mary Flo Ridley. Mary Flo is a wife, mother, grandmother, an author, and founder of the Birds and the Bees Company. Mary Flo and I talk about how she began teaching seminars on how parents could talk to their kids about the birds and the bees. Mary Flo has done tons of research. She is so very knowledgeable and she shares a lot of that with us today. You will hear the purpose of her company, The Birds and the Bees, and you can set yourself up as an expert in this area. We talk about a lot of different things, but mainly of how to trickle in the conversation bit by bit with your preschooler. There are simple things that she leaves you with today that you can start beginning the conversation with your child. Y'all, so very practical. You are going to love our conversation. I could have talked to her for hours. So here is episode 52 when I get to chat with my new friend, Mary Flo Ridley. So welcome to the podcast, Mary Flo. Thank you so much, Ren. I'm delighted to be here. Yay. Okay. So you go by Mary Flo, right? I go by Mary Flo. Okay, I love it. I love it. Very, Are you from the South? Because that sounds very Southern. I love it. It does. Uh-huh. I, I uh, hail from El Paso, Texas, on okay. the border. Okay. And I'm named for my grandmother who's from Montana. So oh. I can't really say it's a Southern thing. I love it, though. But, but I was I was the first granddaughter for her. And so she was. She went by Florence, and they they named me Mary Flo. So. I love it. I love it so yes. much. Okay, well, I want to <laughs> kind of talk about wh- how I heard about you first. Um, oh I was listening to the God Centered Mom, uh, Heather McFadden, but I did not hear the episode that you were on. I just remember hearing another episode where she referenced you, and she was like, "Y'all need to go listen. Y'all need to go listen." And I didn't because I wanted to have you on the podcast and not have any preconceived questions so that I would not mimic. I do that when I'm interviewing someone. I don't listen to any recent um, podcast that they've been on because I don't want to plagiarize. I just want to make sure that oh. my questions are well, just... Well, you want to be fresh. Yes, yes. and new. And um, So I'm super excited because our friend Holly Mackle joined us together, and I'm so Lovely. thankful. Yes, so <laughs> this is great because, honestly, it is... It should be a fresh experience for each person that hears this message. So that's really good. And I I admire you for doing that. Oh, thank you. But I want to tell you what I love about you already is you have been the kindest woman to me. You have been so kind. (laughs) Just in your emails and your agreeing to do the podcast, you've just been very kind. So I I thank you for that. Already, I love you. (laughs) I'm delighted to be here. Yay. I mean, we're all doing life on the fly, right? I know. I know. It is. And you just got back from the... The mountains, right? We did. We were up in the mountains of North Carolina. My husband and Dave and I, we have three children. Um, Meg is 36, Jill is 33, Davis is 30. They're all married. 
with children and our two daughters live in the Carolinas. And so we love to vacation where they can drive and we can fly. Oh, okay. So we went up to the mountains of North Carolina and they were able to bring the bikes and, you know, all the stuff. That's awesome. So it's not a far, it's not a far reach for them. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Okay. So tell us a little bit about you do day, day to day. What do you do? Day to day, it varies whether I have my grandmother hat on or my business hat on. Okay. Um, I have a small company called The Birds and the Bees, mm. and um, it's actually grown out of a program that I started presenting in 1986. I read that. I love <laughs> that. Wow. Like ancient history. <laughs> but just it started as a volunteer position and and I developed, um, the, really, I have to say, the Lord just gave me um, a pattern for how might I talk to my kids about sex. Mm. I was actually sent to uh, a workshop to learn how to do this, and I didn't agree with anything in the workshop. Really? So I came back home, and I thought, that is not how I would ever do this. I grew up mm. in a family where the word sex was never said. Right. It wasn't disparaged, but it mm-hmm. just wasn't addressed. Mm-mm. And so probably it was a situation where more was caught than taught. Mm-hmm. What was caught was good, very respectful, mm-hmm. very affectionate, mm-hmm. but no words, no explanation, no provision for that. Mm-hmm. And my husband grew up basically the same way. And we knew we wanted to do it differently for our children. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know how much I wanted to do that until I went to a workshop and realized what sex educators were being told to present. Mm. And I so disagreed with their premise that our children will be sexually active starting at a young age Mm. and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. So get ready. Mm -mm. I just didn't agree with that. And so I thought, well, if I don't agree with that, then how can we approach this differently? Mm. And, um, and yet graciously, you know, because we don't know what choices our children are going to make. So we kind of thought about it and prayed about it and came up with these simple, um, I would say pre hormonal steps. Like this is not when the kids are hitting their hormones, this is when you're laying a foundation. This isn't any of the complicated stuff. This is all of the how can I just start to have a kind of a subliminal message Mm -hmm. (laughs) to my children? Just like, I guess, as a believer, you think, how will I ever explain justification by faith? (laughs) (laughs) There are, there are things or the Trinity, like how will I ever, Mm. ever explain that? Mm -hmm. But there are things that they can understand and grasp and latch on to. And it's sort of a signpost for future conversations. It's not really. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what I would say. The birds and the bees is a foundational work for parents and we train parents mm-hmm. to do it. Well, and, and I love how it just came out of a necessary, a, necess- a necessity for you. Like we okay. need to know, you know, that was not the right way. We want to do it. We want to do it a different way. So I love that y'all did that. Now, how did y'all even begin? I mean, did did you do your own studying? Did you get books? Did you listen to all, um, you know, radio programs? How did you do it? We could not find very much information. Mm. We found a lot of information for preteens and teenagers. Uh-huh. Like, if you right. wanted to research, 
This is how long ago it was. There wasn't Google. So if you wanted to research, you would go into libraries and bookstores Mm -hmm. and you would look for books about how to talk to your kids about sex, but none of them were on a basic um, preschool level. Right. And I understood that. Like the last thing I wanted to do was talk to my preschooler about the topics they were willing to talk to teenagers about. Right. So what, what we were doing, what I did was kind of go upstream. Like if we're going to have this conversation when they're a teenager, what should we have said before that? Mm. And what should we have said before that? And maybe, so we, um, I talked to some pastors. I talked to some people that worked with youth. I talked to a lot of pediatricians and Mm. child psychologists. And then I read Genesis Mm. because it just became so comforting to me to know that God told us this whole story mm. before Leviticus, like before mm. it got complicated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we had to have any maturity in our thinking about God. He said, and the man and the woman were one flesh. So he, he, he didn't shy away from it from the first three, you know, chapters of the first book. Right. So we, so I sort of, um, went with the order of Genesis. But it's also complementary to any parent that is not of faith. Mm-hmm. Our, our first steps are to ask parents, what is the message you want your children to have about sex if they're growing up in your family? Mm-hmm. Well, that family may be a family of faith, but it may not be. Mm-hmm. And we feel like, I didn't feel like I could force a family that didn't have the same convictions I had mm-hmm. to adhere to that. Mm. But I could ask them to make the message that they wanted for their children mm. clear, clear. To their children. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, we I was invited to all these public schools, some very mm-hmm. liberal public schools, some very conservative Christian schools, because it's it's a parental dilemma regardless. It is. It is. And that leads me into the next question is, you know, as parents, I think we've heard to name um, each private part the correct anatomical name. But what else is there that we can practically do to start this conversation? First of all, we, we lay out sort of six simple steps. You don't have to do them in the order, but they do come sequentially according to the majority of child developmental curiosity. So the, the first step is for you to formulate your message. And, and we go through, a, that's probably our longest step. Mm. So we would normally say, don't start t- talking for the next couple of weeks. Instead, think through what are the, what's the vocabulary you want to present? What are the words that are going to be the most important words that you say? Mm. And and there's a there's a process that you can go through. It's so simple, but it kind of reveals what's going to come. What's gonna, what do you want to bubble up when you hear these conversations? So for Dave and I, because we are people of faith, because we wanted to direct them, our first words were by God's design. Almost every mm-hmm. time we answered, well, by God's design, a husband and a wife were made to fit together in this special way, or uh, mm. you know, by God's design. There's a place where a baby grows, and it's mm. called the womb or the uterus. So mm. it helped us to sort of lean into something that we wanted to be sure that they got. So mm. the, the message and the vocabulary 
on top of the biological vo- biological vocabulary mm-hmm. is kind of your frame of reference, mm. a con- contextual vocabulary that you'll find so helpful because it, you just lean into it and mm-hmm. <laughs> just go, that's the, those are the first three words I want to say, and the rest of it I can get there. I just yeah. need to start there. Yeah. And then another thing is just nature, like observing seeds and eggs. You're just pointing to the design of reproduction in all living things so that when it comes to explaining the design of reproduction in humans, they already have so, they're so aware that there are seeds and eggs deep inside Mm. of every living thing. So it's snack time and instead of going straight to the garbage disposal with the apple core, you open it up, you look at it, you observe it with small children. They know that there are seeds or eggs and, Mm. you know, but they don't necessarily match or look exactly like what they're going to be making. There's a tiny little a tiny little seed inside of a watermelon, and there's a great big seed inside of a little bitty avocado. So it's, uh-huh. you know, it's it becomes yeah. a point of of interest, and mm-hmm. and and then you just talk about babies, and you are um you know, mommy, how is that baby getting out of? Yes, we have had that question already from a five-year-old. Yes. Just being ready to dazzle them with that conversation. Oh, it's an amazing story. I just, I I, I do want children to come away awed with Mm. the design and the beauty of God's design. Mm. Like that's what I want. I want them to consider how amazing that is that inside of a human being, another human being is growing. Yes. <laughs> and to know how that baby gets out, that's a natural curiosity. That's not a sensual question. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's an easy place to kind of set yourself up as the expert mm. on all things about that. So I we like give us we give you sample conversations. Okay. You'll hear us say those conversations. Um, I have a business partner, Megan Michelson, and she's remarkable. She's the young mother. I'm a grandmother, so we're kind of a good combination. Yeah. And um, in our video series, she c- explains birth, and she does a great job. Oh. So you'll just want to listen to it several times. Yes. She's got it down. Well, and what would you say to someone probably me, (laughs) as a mom who is terrified to even bring this up. And we have, we have talked a little, we have read a book, um, but I I just have wanted to go deeper with it because of the fact that I know, I mean, it's, it's not like when I was, I was born in 79. So in the Mm -hmm. eighties, we weren't, I was so naive too. I will say that, but the, the, what the kids are facing now are so much heavier and so much, um, I guess it's just a burden on us as yeah. parents to yes. protect them from, but also that we, like you said, we want to be the, the, the one that is telling them, um, the, the reference point. So what would you say to somebody would, terrified like me? <laughs> I would say you're not alone. You know, that's the, that's the common denominator of parents globally. Mm. We are all terrified of these conversations, but at some point, And at some point, you sort of pick your pain. Mm. Do I want to, you know, the pain of opening my mouth and saying what I want to say to my children versus the pain of not talking to them and having a family where this cannot be discussed, Mm. 
They will not come to me. Mm. And what, what will they get? Who will be the voice in their head? Mm. And what will that be? What will that voice be? So you kind of have to say, it's all painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll take this bag of rocks, mm. which is going to be difficult. But you will also find that part of your pain is trying to do it perfectly. Mm. Yeah. And they're going to be in your house a long time. I can't even tell you how many times I had to go back and say, can I have a do-over? Like, uh, I've been thinking through how that must have sounded to you. Uh-huh. And I would like to try that again. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, go for it. You know, uh-huh. kids are very forgiving on that. Right. Or or perhaps, you you know, you just have to say, I'd like to start this conversation, but I'm not sure where we're going with it. So mm-hmm. if I get uncomfortable, can we start again tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to know this is this. Make it as gracious to, toward yourself and toward your children. Mm-hmm. And maybe you reach a point where you say, I feel like I'm, I'm done with this conversation, but this is so important that I want to keep going. Can we talk again tomorrow? Mm-hmm. You just circle That's back. That's good. That's good. Circle back. I think we have it in our mind that it's the talk. Whenever right. we open our mouth, it is the one and mm-hmm. only. If I blow it, yeah. then I can't. There are no redos. And that's the opposite Mm-hmm. of what the birds and the bees is trying to cultivate. We're trying to right. cultivate a conversation and a yes. relationship. And so just sprinkle a little bit out there. Yeah. See if they're curious and come back. And then we all have those children who never ask a question. Right. Like for some reason in their mind, oh, I would never ask my mom about that. Uh-huh. And so you can approach them and say, you know, sweetheart, have you ever wondered exactly how that baby got in there? Mm. Maybe you take a meal to someone or exactly how that baby got out of there. But but you don't just have to wait for them mm. to ask a question. You, you're the adult. You have control of this mm-hmm. <laughs> topic. Right. And you can say, you know, you're going into fourth grade and there's some things I feel like we haven't talked about. So this summer, before you go into fourth grade, I want to cover them. Mm-hmm. And we're not go- we're not going to start for another four days because I still have some reading I want to do. But it's about how babies are made and how babies are born. Mm-hmm. So if you have questions, I want you to be thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Now, run over there and grab me a book. You know, just yeah, throw it out there. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I, that's another thing is is the age. What age do you feel like is the right time to start these sprinkling of these conversations? Well. I hope this doesn't shock the bejeebers. No, I know. I know. I think you're going to say something. Well, I don't know. The thing is, is that, um, and we talk about this, we would love to formulate like this ideal age. Right. But the problem with that is that your six-year-old goes off to first grade and he's a firstborn Mm six-year-old, but he's sitting next to a six-year-old who's the youngest of four, who has a 16-year-old brother. Mm-hmm. And what he comes to school with is a whole different set of mental pictures, words, jokes, TV shows, Mm. movies, scenarios. And so it's not an age so much that we have to think about. The question turns from what's the perfect age to do you want to be the one to tell them? Because if you want to be the one to tell them, it is going to be sooner than what you would determine is the ideal age. Mm. So and pretty I, much preschool is it, it, 
is the time to at least start something. Just to start something. Yeah. Just so yeah. that um, we tell a story, and you'll have to watch our video series or see us live to hear yes. it. But there yes. is a story about um, a little girl who heard things in kindergarten, but it was from a, a little girl who had a 16-year-old brother, and things were going on in their house. Mm-hmm. And because the mother had started some conversations with her, she was able to come home and say, I don't think this is a good situation. What do you mm. think? And because, but it could have been worse. So mm, mm. I'm, I don't want to come to parents from a point of fear, but I just also want them to know that you can say very simple, non-sensual, factual, you can give them the assurance that Mommy and Daddy know about these things and want to explain these things to you. And as a believer, you can say, we have a beautiful story that we're going to unfold for you. Mm. And we're going to start with this. And as you get older, you'll understand more and we'll tell you more. Mm. But giving them the assurance that, okay, I have somebody that knows about this who loves me and wants to give me truth. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the way we want to set the table. Yes. I love it. What, um, so tell me a little bit about your in-home gatherings. Cause I know that that is, that is a, a, a big part of your bird, the birds and the bees company where y'all, uh, just tell me a little bit about that. Okay. Well, cause I feel like I need to do it like now. Yeah. <laughs> I need it now. You do. I you do. do. You'll I love do. it. You'll yeah, love it. Okay. I do. So, um, for so many years, we only had live events. Like if you wanted to get this message, you had to book us. You had to call the person at your school or your church. And and then, um, you know, everyone would come, but somebody couldn't come. and Or maybe that wasn't a good time for them. So we decided to, um, Megan and I decided that we would videotape the whole message. Mm. And you can invite your friends over. You know, you can say, drop the kids off at preschool and then come over. We're having muffins and coffee. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, okay, this night, y'all, let's all get a babysitter. We're all doing this together. Mm-hmm. We really think it's good to do this with your friends um, and so that you're kind of all helping each other. Do you have your mm-hmm. message? Have you had this conversation yet? What did you, mm-hmm. how did you answer? What would you yeah. say about this? Yeah. Um, and so to do the in-home gathering, you go to our website birds-bees.com and um, you can either watch the video You can you, these are licensed videos so okay. you can either buy an individual license and just you're at home, you're watching it on your own and you have a period of time that you can watch it as many times as you want okay. with, that in, with that individual license you do get the workbook and okay. you do, you know, you get some some things that go with it or you can do, which is our most popular item, you can do the gathering. Mm-hmm. And you and your friends all pay a little bit, and they get the workbook sent to their home, mm-hmm. and you gather. And if you want to, if you're the hostess, then you can show this multiple times. Okay. Like you can, if you have a four-year-old and a six-year-old, you can have the four-year-old parents. Not the okay. Four-year-old. Right. You can have the six-year-old parents another night. You can have your Sunday school class. You can have your neighbor's. You can't, you don't just have to watch it once like you would have to do at a live event. Okay. Okay. So you have a period of time and you can have a series of events. Okay. And so you can wrap this around all different circles. And then there's another 
level, which mm-hmm. is organizational. So if your PTA wanted to have it, mm-hmm. then they can, they can download that. And then there's always the live event. Okay. But, you know, with our desire is to, <laughs> we really want to revolutionize the way parents talk to their kids about sex. Mm. So if that's the case, we can't, we can't just do these live events. We, we really need mm-hmm. parents to, we need it to be more organic where yeah. you yeah. say, y'all, let's do this. Yeah. And then watch it, go through the workbook together and move out of that. So tell me how many uh, average, how many sessions would you do in a home gathering? How many video uh, sessions? Some, well, if when you come to watch a gathering, you go through, it's just like a live event. Okay. So it's an hour's worth of videos. Okay. Divided up into six segments. Okay. So we go through all six of our steps, just like we do in a live event. But it's like you're going to a live event okay. and you watch all six. Some are 20 minutes, some are 10. I mean, some are, some, like to explain about seeds and eggs isn't difficult. Conceptions and other things. So right. it's, it's a long, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll take me two times as long. Oh, we have to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, that's great. So you can do a one-time event an hour and everybody has their workbook. Yeah. They fill out the workbook while they're watching and then you have discussion and then it's, it, then, then you feel empowered to do it. And then you can actually go home. You can order a discussion guide okay. so that when you get home, you can kind of also mm. implement it to your own family. Great. So there's, you know, there, we give you lots of resources. If you decide to host us, mm-hmm. we give you emails, sample emails that are fun that you don't have to work on. You just awesome. take ours and add your name to it, add your friends. Okay. We have a paper post invitation. We have all of these things. So we just sign up and we send all of that to you. We have yes. things that you can put on Instagram or in your Facebook page. You don't have to create anything. We've got all that for you. This is this is amazing. This is so amazing. So needed. So amazing. I can't wait to sign up. <laughs> now, do you do it just with, I think you mentioned couples and you've mentioned also with girlfriends. So what do you think? Either, either way. Either and both. Okay. You know, okay. Great. Um, a lot of times when I do a live event or Megan does a live event, she does everything in Texas. I do everything out of state. Okay. And um, we'll do like a Thursday night couples event and a Friday morning brunch Q&A with the moms. You know, okay. like... I think it's good to have time to process it. Mm -hmm. So the same is true with your small group. Like you can watch it and the next week, let's watch it again and look at it on a different level. Mm, I like that. So you can show it to the moms that can go home, say, you've got to see this sweetie and then come back with their spouses. And okay. Okay. That's great. I like how it's catered, you know, it's catered to your individual needs and your individual, you know, friends and whenever you can do it. I love it. Very organic. I like that. And because of the way the message sets it up, you can invite. Um, I mean, it's it's been the best when we've had our friends and neighbors who are maybe going to go in a completely different direction mm-hmm. than we are, but they're going to learn how to do this. They're mm-hmm. going to learn how will I explain conception and birth in, in my, uh, you know, coming out of my values or coming yes. out of... You know, and so it's it's not a cookie cutter kind of thing. Right. So right. you can feel free to invite the mothers from your school that mm-hmm. may or may not 
share exactly the same values you do because right, right. they have permission to do that. It's very custom, customizable, but it's also yeah. it, it goes down to your truths and your um, yeah. and your values. So yes, that's absolutely. Great. Okay. I mean that's where we're coming from. So we right that's that's our basis for talking to our kids. But we understand that not you know that there's a big wide world out there. So. Oh yeah yeah. <laughs> well, what about comments of parents that have gone through it. What have you heard from the parents that have gone through your in-home gatherings? Um, what have they said about it? Oh, it's just been so encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, basically came in scared and left so encouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, we laughed, we talked, I feel ready. Mm-hmm. Um, this now doesn't seem so overwhelming. I can hear myself saying these words. Mm. Um, it's great. We, we've gotten remarkable feedback from parents. And because we've been doing this for such a long time, we have parents that now are into the more complicated conversations. And it's like now we have such a foundation that we've built mm. on mm. that it doesn't seem unnatural for us to now yes. talk about the harder things. Well, and that's, that's such, that is so good. I mean, it's just so refreshing to know, yes, you could have all this, these foundational talks, not just one talk. You're having the conversation. I love that part about it. It's a conversation. And that's really what, I mean, if you go back to the scriptures where it says, um, you know, put these truths on your doorpost, you know, bind them on your heart, talk to your kids while you're sitting down, when you're sitting down, when you're talking, when you're walking, that's it. I mean, that's That's what, that's what it's about. He's given us the pattern for how to teach children. Yes. It's as you're walking along the way. As you go. And for some reason on this topic, we have just set it aside, mm. frozen it and as a preteen one-time talk. And that's taking the awkward conversation, the most awkward conversation, yes. and placing it at the most awkward time in their life. And it's mm. not helping. It's not functional. Mm. And so just these little drip by drip by drip, filling what we call their sponge of curiosity about this mm-hmm. so that they they move into the world in a position of, of fullness rather than of, of curiosity that needs to be satisfied by the world. Their curiosity has already been satisfied at home. Mm-hmm. And they know if they hear something, I know where to go back to find out if that's true or not. So, so good. So good. It's their protection. I love it so yeah. much. Okay, so uh, where? So oh, well, if people find if people hear this and they're like, "Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it with my small group. I'm ready to to bring you to my church. I'm ready to bring you to my PTF or PTA." Where can they find you online? And what's your website? Okay, our website is www.birds-bees.com. Birds and then the dash sign dot com. And we're on Instagram. We have a fun Instagram following, fun group. I love and watching y'all. I know, it's yeah. fun. Um, and that's birds underscore bees. And then we are on Facebook at the birds and the bees. So our company is called The Birds and the Bees. And I love that. I'm so glad nobody else had taken it. <laughs> I mean, how long have you been t- that you started this company? I know you've been speaking for years, but when speaking did you start? Years, but it was we in and uh, only two years ago. Okay. We formed this LLC. We, when I was training, um, mentoring Megan, 
she agreed and was so gracious about it to come to a year's worth of speaking events. And in that process of driving back and forth to all of these events um, and traveling back and forth, we just had such great conversations. And it was so helpful to me. It's really a beautiful mentoring story of business because I was sort of locked into a nonprofit and I was just going and speaking wherever they would send me. But she was young and excited about this message. And she was like, how could we get it broader? What, you know, what can we do? And it just started us on a pattern of thinking bigger and thinking wider and that maybe instead of a nonprofit, we should become a corporation. And so one thing led to another. And uh, it was so exciting when we were naming our company. I said, well, let's see if the name The Birds and the Bees is out there. And it was. Really? <laughs> I mean, nobody else had taken it. So. I can't even believe that. That is awesome. That's perfect. Yeah. So, and it's it it perfect because then you can say that. Instead of saying the S word, which is hard for me to I, say, <laughs> it's just hard. It's just and, hard. And for me see, to say. I just want you to know we are built from the same DNA. Yeah. That I am that mother that I would, I could not talk to my children. Mm. I splotched all over my throat. <laughs> you know, I just, oh, I can't breathe. This is not possible. I can't talk about this. I have to call the birds and bees because yeah. the last thing I want to do is explain sex to my child. Yeah. So, I don't want to even have the word on the front of a book that I write. I just, I want people to know, I want them to have an unfolding, beautiful story. I want to point them in the right direction, but I want to do it in a way that makes me comfortable too. Mm -hmm. So in order to do that, the vocabulary that I choose is, is primary, Mm -hmm. you know, it is not, uh, complicated. So that I had to make myself a little more comfortable and I ha- mm-hmm. in order to make my children more comfortable. Yeah. And my children would say, Mom, you did not do this perfectly. And that is exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't all do it. Oh, that's oh, great. Nobody does. Yeah, nobody, we, does. nobody does. But it, I love that this is the first step we can take. This is the foundation. This is the first step of getting this into our homes, um, into our schools, into our churches. And then we will feel confident and that we will, like you said, we will feel more comfortable about it and then our kids will feel more comfortable with it you you will be very surprised like it's it is something that you kind of once you get the lingo and kind of hear the things that are easy to say mm-hmm. and you say them then they're they're sort of listening not really so you say it more than once and mm-hmm. you just kind of sneak it in yeah yeah i love <laughs> it it's great okay so at the end of each episode i ask my friends some fun little short questions okay. so there's three questions i want to know what do you do with your friends that is life-giving to you that you love doing oh my goodness well this has kind of changed through the years um, we had a birthday club that met once a month and we would just kind of have lunch at a fun place. And, and that was great. We live in Dallas. And so there were lots of fun restaurants to explore and we would visit. But at this point with, um, we have six grandchildren mm-hmm. and my friends are pretty much in the same place. We meet on Friday mornings really early in just our walking clothes mm-hmm. and we have a sweet time of prayer. We just uh, really pray for each other, for our children, our grandchildren, our situations, our aging parents, you know. Mm. And um, 
we come away so refreshed. So I would say just a small, it's just, you know, five of us and we pray for each other. And then when we're out of town, we text. It's very life-giving just to know others are praying. That's awesome. That's great. Okay. What are you reading? I am reading something that's a little bit, uh, according to my business right now, it's Mm. called the theology of the body. Oh. And it was written, it's a it's a Catholic writing. I'm not Catholic, I'm Presbyterian. But mm-hmm. um, Pope John Paul II, his first homilies, I think that's the right word, mm-hmm. were about what is God teaching us through the creation of the human body. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just interested because he does talk about this topic. And I'm curious to know what his thoughts were about it. Yeah. That's great. So it's called the theology of the body. Okay. It's really heavy. Oh I'm yeah. Not a heavy person. Yeah. But but it but it goes <laughs> along with whatever y'all are you know what y'all are teaching. Yes. So that's great. Interesting. Yes. Sounds interesting. One book that I usually recommend if you want to put that down yes. is called Good Pictures, Bad <gasps> Pictures. The and story of Good me. Pictures, Bad Pictures. Those are great. Yes. So any of those things that you found, just know we recommend those. Good. Too. I did read the story of me, but Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. I'm trying to get that up my library. And there's a so. junior version for. Parents of younger children. So there's good, good pictures, bad pictures, and then good pictures, bad pictures, junior. Junior. I did not know that. Okay, great. I found it on Amazon, but I really wanted to check it out of the library so I could tell some of my friends to go get it, the people we go to church with. So, okay, what is your favorite snack? I'm a big snacker. So what's your oh, favorite snack? I live on snacks. I really don't <laughs> eat meals, I eat snacks. But I'm not a sweet person, mm-hmm. so I, I could live on potato chips, popcorn, yes. and peanuts. I mean, <gasps> yes. But I, I go for the the salty. Just give me a the bag, mm. salty, crunchy things, mm-hmm. and I'm good. I'm like that too. And I'm I do like, like hummus. Yes. I, okay. Yeah, I like a little something to dip them in, but okay. mainly that. Just yes. Give me just give me yes the crunch and the salty. <laughs> salt, I'm all about yeah. it. Yay! Sure. I love it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Friend. I think we are friends of a feather. It we was, are. It was great. It was great. <laughs> I learned so much, and I can't wait to get your in-home gathering. I cannot wait to get the package and do it. I think it's going to be very worthwhile, and I think it's going to encourage. In your episode, I think this is going to encourage a lot of women to um, just take that first step and, and, and lay and that And being foundation. that initiator, your friends will thank you. They <laughs> Well, I'm excited. I, I think this. it sounds great. So I'm, You're so kind. I'm so glad thank that you. Holly put us in contact with each other. It was I great. Agree. I love that so I much. Agree. So thank you. Thank you. Y'all, was Mary Flo just the sweetest thing? So delightful. And I loved all of the things she said. I'm going to need to go back and listen. And I cannot wait to host an in-home gathering this fall. Y'all know how much reviews mean to me and for people to find the podcast. And I wanted to read you the latest one. This is the first podcast I've ever listened to. And I loved it. We'll definitely be listening to more of them. I have followed Kelly's blog since she was in the hospital with Harper. Love this so much. Thank you so much, Baby Burst 59 you are so kind to review the podcast, and I'm glad that you're a new listener. She was referencing episode 49 when I interviewed blogger Kelly Stamps, so if you missed that, go catch it. And oh my goodness, it would just mean so much to me if you would leave a review on iTunes for the podcast. It's really not just for encouragement for me, although I get very encouraged when I read them, but it's helping others find the podcast on iTunes. So thanks so much for listening. I will see you next Friday with my friend Courtney Kasner of Crew & Co. 
I can't wait to talk with her. And I hope you are encouraged this week. Remember, we're all friends of a feather. Let's stick together. See you next time. Bye. Thank you.